What is happening, Essential People? Welcome to another episode of The Essential 11, brought to you by Acton Academy and Acton Academy Placer. Dude, I hate this whole essential thing and the essential workers and everybody is an essential worker. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now, but I'm also kind of glad that we picked the name Essential 11 when uh, essential is like the hot word for 2020. Um, But today's guest is an essential guy in this area. He's a Granite Bay guy, so uh, he's out here near us in Northern California. His name is J.M. Ryerson's jams an entrepreneur. Um, the guy's been building companies, leading sales teams for close to 20 years. Uh, he's the co-founder and the CEO of Let's Go Win. Recently, just released a book of the same name, uh, and it was super fun to actually get to have him uh, on site, man. And, and he and his wife were uh, a ball of energy. Some great folks. Um, we found out we're we're connected together, and it's always a small world, man. So um, I think you'll enjoy this conversation with Mr. J. M. Ryerson. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, brother. Thanks. How are you doing, man? Doing really good. It's cool to have you here. Cool to get to show you around uh, campus and kind of let you know what we've got going on over here. So, yeah, kind of fun. It's an amazing campus. Again, I told you before off air, but that the the guy that did all that decorating, it's incredible. If you haven't been here to check it out, it is it is awesome. Yeah. So huge shout out, man, to uh, to Shane Grammer. So Shane Grammer is is uh, just this phenomenal artist, phenomenal local dude. And so when you come into our Roseville campus, you've got all this build outs and he's done um, set design for Disney now. And so you've got all these build outs that it just makes it for this super cool environment. And then when we were looking at it, my partner was like, um, God, you know, there's it's so much. Uh, what about this space? We could use this space for other things. And I'm like, dude, we're not taking this down. No, this yeah, stuff yeah. is so good. Keep it. I, yeah. I, it just makes you want to go have fun. It be, does, it's, man. It's, it's it reminds awesome. me of uh, Toontown. Yeah. Right. Like in Disneyland, like it looks like that. All the stuff coming out of the walls, and um, you know, when we go into our what we call our Spark Studio, which is our our youngest, um, having all that stuff for them to climb on, like all the monkeys and all that kind of stuff. Dude, they love it. I so bet. yeah, couldn't go anywhere else. So it's cool, man. And you're a local, dude. I am. So, I live here, uh, well, Granite Bay, but yeah, yeah pretty yeah. close. Yeah. So always like to start with an origin story, man. So talk about kind of kind of growing up and what brought you to to where you are now and what it is that you are doing sure. now. So give people that kind of that background. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm originally from Montana. Uh, grew up yeah. there until college, and then I moved to California shortly thereafter. Started in to enterprise rent a car, and I met a girl. Uh, happens to be to our left here. So, and two it's kids. It's always how those stories go, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Met a girl. Met a girl. And got twisted from there. Exactly yeah, no, what my awesome. mom said was going to happen. She's like, <laughs> yeah. don't go to California. Go to California. You're not <laughs> coming back. That's and so funny. Sure That's enough. awesome. So two kids later, uh, yeah. you know, still here today. And, yeah. and so we've built uh, our business here now. This is my fourth company that we've built. Uh, three in financial services and then the most recent with Let's Go Win. So it's all about, you know, helping people yeah. overcome self-limiting beliefs and just helping people. A lot of similarities as we were talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, Just some of the mindset, the mindset man. Stuff. Just a lot of people don't have that uh, given to them or they don't seek it out themselves. So I love Gosh. what you're doing here and that we're trying to do the same, just, you know, at, at a little bit different for a lot of entrepreneurs and yeah. business folk. Well, that's awesome. And so this is and part of what we're doing with Acton too is working with the kids, you know, obviously all throughout the day. And then we're utilizing this great space for the adults too at night. And we want to continue. So there may be some more um, things that we'll be able to work with, you know, just to kind of help the community in general and get, get some audiences in here um, for you too. So, which, be is, awesome. which is a good thing. So how, did, so how do you go – I mean, I've worked – 
with a number of companies, many of them in financial services. Um, one of the things that I can tell you is, and I met some phenomenal people in financial services, I don't work with the majority of them and go, ooh, you should really get into the mindset kind of business too, right? Like that's not the first sector that I go to, to go, I'm going to pull these people out. So financial services, what are you doing with your companies there? And then what was that transition into, um, you know, kind of what you're doing? Yeah, with great question. So I should probably give a caveat. I haven't personally sold a policy in probably 16 years now. Okay, all right. All the right. reason I'm so passionate about mindset is I build teams and yeah. culture and that's really what I've done for the last 17 years. Okay. Um, and so when I'm working with salespeople or working with teams, it really comes down to how are you operating upstairs so you can actually perform in your job. For and, sure. and so much that it, something's out of whack over here. So let's say your family life is just a mess. Well, how yeah. can I expect you to be performing well at, at your job if, if that's happening? Yep. Or let's say your, I don't know, your health is poor. How can you be the best dad? So it just, it got me down that path. And one of the things that you just said about educating adults, yeah. education never stops. Now, the sad part is post high school, post college, so few people even read one book. Yeah. The, the percentages are so grotesque. Yeah. And it's like, I just believe that people should continue to do yeah. it. So books, you're going to hear me probably talk about yeah, it throughout. Good. I love books. I love reading. I just, that's, I'm passionate about that. And so that's probably where that all came from. I love that, man. And, um, you know, what you kind of alluded to a little bit, you know, talking about how education is this thing that never ends, man. We we have this weird issue in our culture where we confuse school and education. And I tell people all the time, those are vastly different things. Schooling is a system to produce a specific cog, a specific result. We've got schooling down really, 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 really good. Um, but we confuse that with what education actually looks like. And so that's what happens is we now school people through 12 years or through 16 years, 17 years, you know, whatever that looks like, slap a little debt on that last part of it for them too and come out. And then we want to say, oh, now we're educated. No, no, you're schooled. Right. Education is a whole different deal. And so obviously what we're doing with acting is saying, look, education itself should start um, early on too. And, and then like you're saying, should continue into perpetuity. So what are you doing with your, are you still working with primarily individuals right now? Are you working with, you said you build teams. So are you working with organizations? Like kind of what are you doing with your, with your current company, with your current brand? Like where's that going? Yeah. So I love working with teams. Collaboration is one of my favorite things to do. And so I, I do talk about it in the book where it's like my best sport was actually swimming. I hate to admit that, but that was yeah. my best. And the reason I, I didn't like it because it was individual. Gotcha. So I work primarily with teams on their culture, on helping them really just perform better yeah. through some simple communication, what I think is simple, simple communication and try and simplify all of that. I do do individual coaching, of course. I mean, that's what I've done for years. Yeah. But if you ask me like, you know, what do I really love? Yeah. I love working with teams. I just, there's something about that team atmosphere that's just, it, it fills my bucket. Yeah. Any particular industries you like to still, do you still want to stay primarily in the financial industry or because you're taking this holistic approach, are you taking it outside of, uh, you know, outside of that into something else too? I get that question a lot. Yeah. Actually, it's the one that when marketers are like, you need to be very niche specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, salespeople are who I, that would be where I have the most credibility, if you will. Right. But I mean, we help people all the time. If you have a relationship challenge, yeah. it's like, 
I believe if there's a problem, I can go seek it out in a book if I don't know the answer and yeah. literally help somebody. So yes, it's, it's sales has definitely been the route, but man, I help people every single day with whether it's athletes, my, my oldest boy, not that my youngest isn't great, but my oldest boy, we talk mental performance all the time. And so I help people anywhere that I can. Yeah. So I know that's relatively vague, but I try to keep it that way because anyone, anyone that's willing to get better, I want to work with. Well, them. for sure. And what you're talking about is like basic principles that, that really transcend having a specific niche, right? I mean, that's really what we're talking about is those basic human principles and human development, human behavior. One of the things that we do all the time here is I bring in, um, you know, bring in a number of entrepreneurs from all kinds of different fields to talk to our kids, right? And there's a, a, a number of reasons that we do it. But one of the biggest reasons is because when I hear somebody's story who is now, you know, one of our first entrepreneurs who now has a bunch of auto body shops around here, he's got like seven, eight, nine auto body shops around here and he's doing extremely well, right? He's got this whole um, system. And then we have somebody come in that's, um, you know, in the medical field, we have lawyers coming in, we have somebody that's in events and somebody that, um, you know, owns financial services, agent, whatever it is, all these different backgrounds, all these different processes to get to where they are. But what you see is the patterns of success are pretty dang similar. Right? It doesn't matter which way they went. We just had Bruce Buffer was just on the podcast, awesome. right? And, and Bruce talking about his pattern. He's known as the voice of the UFC, right? And talking about his brother who's the voice of, of boxing and um, how he really took the business side of that. And when you listen to that journey, you listen to that story, and you go, wait a second. That's the same thing as Jordan Harbinger, who you just listened to, who John Lee Dumas with the podcast, or like it's John Stossel, um, who just had on his Emmy Award winning, right? Like communicator, right? All of these patterns are the same. Yep. And well, so that's what you're talking about. Yeah, habits, routines. Yep. Look, habits gets this bad connotation because, you know, there's bad habits yeah, and there's yeah, good yeah. habits. It's one of those words. But habits rule what we do on yeah. a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the guys you're talking about, they do rel they have relatively similar patterns yeah. or routines that put them in a place of success. Yeah. And you and I know that because either we found it out yep. through, you know, trial and error yeah. or reading a book or being around those, you know, right. mentors, but it's just man, it's if we could get so many people to just find that to put them in the best position to succeed. Yeah. The other thing I have to say cuz yeah. you said the word transcend. Yeah. It's my favorite word. And and yeah. literally I wish more people eat, you know to rise above yeah. and to I just I love when you said that cuz transcend in life is what I always tell people. That's I'm true. like, transcend in life, brother. Yeah. Like, you can do this. Well, and there's no better chance to prove that than now, right? Like this, you know, this whole, this whole thing that the country is going through and the world is going through right now, um, to, to me, obviously, I, I don't like that this is happening. And no matter what side you are of like, oh, this is just a government ploy or people are really dying, I think maybe some things are in between. I don't care where somebody is. The reality is the situation is the situation is the situation. And so now what? What are you doing? What are you doing with that? Are you using this as an opportunity to pivot, to get better, to figure out where, okay, my weaknesses here just got exposed. And so now I've got to go this way or are you using it to, to lament and go, woe is me? Are you using it to transcend or are you using it to self-victimize, right? Like you've got the choice. That's how it always plays out. It doesn't matter what's going on in life, but this is when it really gets exposed is when the, th you know, the, the proverbial, you know, what is the fan, yep. right? It yeah. is. You, got, you have a chance to get better every single day, especially if you have more time on your hands. Now, 
I'm not suggesting some people I've been busier than ever during yep. this this particular yep. time. Yep. But I'm learning things, trying to get better yep. so that, you know, as the world evolved and changed, we had to learn some new stuff. Right. So you could sit on the couch, watch Netflix and, and kick. And I'm not saying yeah. don't do that yeah. at night or, you know, yeah. but you could be getting better. You could be learning some, you it's, know, from other people. So. Yeah, man, it's the opportunity cost. Yep. And then you've got to be comfortable with that. You know, like if you want, like you said, if you want to take that time and go hang out, like, great, man, do it. But don't complain later that you don't have time. Yeah. I have no problem with somebody sitting down and watching Netflix all that. Do you? I'm a hundred thousand percent all about free will, man. Do what you want to do, but do not complain about something when you had control over changing it, right? Like if that's one of those, that is one of the few things that if I can impart that on any of the kids that come out of this program, do not allow yourself to play the victim on that. You have full control, personal responsibility matters. Don't complain about something you had a chance to fix, right? If I can impart that, I think they're better off than, you know, 95% of the people that I'm seeing. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. You like know? you said, I mean, take full it. responsibility, full brother. Responsibility, 100%. man. So talk about the book a little bit, man. What, what do we got going on with this? Yeah. So the book started just for my, my two, our two boys, she's yeah. sitting here. So uh, yeah. our two boys. Yeah. And, and really the idea was if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, yep. all the lessons from my parents, my grandparents, the mentors, the the authors, it's all into one easy read. Yeah. I wanted them to know, like, you know, what did, what did dad believe? And so that's where it started. And I had somebody say, you know what, if you do that and you only give it out to those two human beings, you're extremely selfish. And she was right. Yeah. And so decided to make it an easy, fun read, you yeah. know, that people can take away true applicable things that they can use. It's not just, well, here's my philosophy. No, these are some actionable items that yeah. you can go do right now. So every chapter, just there's at least three takeaways that you can go apply to make your life better. So that that's so the cool, idea. man. Yeah. The best ideas start out of a selfish endeavor. That's just the reality of it, right? Like that's where it starts. Now I agree. Like once if you have that and it's something that you can share, great. Then somebody can say, well, it's selfish at this point if you don't share. But the best ideas start because people see a problem that they want to fix for themselves, right? Like I wish I had. I wish we had around here. You know, it's it's that. And most people will stop right there and they'll stop and go, I wish we had this. I wish somebody would invent this. My dad was a classic case of that. Oh, somebody should invent this. And he had the best ideas. And now I'm seeing them come to fruition and I'm like, hey, they're genius. Why didn't you just do it? Act upon Complain it. Complain by doing yes, it. Yes, You know, that's what this, I mean, and again, I keep bringing it back to this. I don't want to, but acting placer started because I'm like, cool, I need something different for my children. Um, by the way, community responded great and here we go and this is fantastic and now this is a legacy. But what you said is you wanted that to be dad's gone. They've got that to look for. It's a, that's the legacy. You know, they have got that to go back to. Um, and so you pulled the trigger on that. That's a big deal. Um, I was listening to an interview this morning. It was, um, Pat, what is his name? Patrick Bet David. Uh, brilliant guy. And he was talking to Robert Kiyosaki, right? Rich dad, poor dad. And they were having a conversation. And Kiyosaki was like, look, I'm an old man. He's like, I'm starting to be very vocal about things that I don't agree with. And who knows? I could be taken out tomorrow, half jokingly, half not. Um, and, you know, and he kind of says, he's like, but, but 
What I've left is a bunch of artifacts for my kids, for my family. I've left these books. I've left this, the cash flow game. I've left, you know, all of this. I've left these artifacts, you know, and I think that's an important, I think it's an important thing. You yeah, know, the, that you've done. I mean, that guy definitely yeah. impacted the world he for did, the man. better. And yep. so how many people have said that his name, and it's not about his name. Yeah. It's the idea that he presented to this world that it's, no one had exactly ever thought right. of. And that is, that's an amazing thing that he can leave to yeah. say, Rich dad, poor dad, yeah. and in the four quadrants, like yep. that didn't exist. People didn't know what that was, right. or if they did, it was never verbalized. And he sure. did such an amazing job. I mean, that lasting power, that staying power, that was what early eighties. I'm trying to think of what. Yeah, man. I mean, he. It, it was. It was at some point in the eighties, I believe. At the very latest, it was in early nineties, because I remember. I remember first being introduced to it in high school, um, which was later nineties, you know, for me or mid, mid nineties for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was somewhere in there and you're right. And it's been this lasting power and this lasting brand and the lasting impact, um, you know, of what he's doing. So how was the process of writing, of writing the book and going through all that? The process was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Let me just yeah, say yeah, that yeah. it was hardcore journaling for six months. Yeah. So a lot of work, man. I mean, anybody that journals, that's an amazing thing mm -hmm. to have that opportunity to yeah. literally get your thoughts out yep. on paper. And yep. so it was way more work than I anticipated. For sure. Um, all the good stuff is though. That is, that is. And what, what was cool about it actually is, so I always put my goals on my bathroom mirror yep. and three years, no, excuse me, two years ago, my youngest son said, Hey dad, how's the book coming? And I'm like, Man, not Gut good, check. but check, yeah. oh, big time. <laughs> yeah, and because he's like, it's been on your mirror for like three years, Dad. Oh. And I had to look him in the eye and say, "You're right." Yep. I've literally done the intro yep. and a little bit of chapter one. Yep. And that day, I was like, "No, this Time is happening." Beautiful. And so it's amazing what a at the time eight year old boy so cool. checks me and. That's my accountability buddy. So cool. Without man. even meaning to. So cool. That's so it was an amazing experience. Good. I can't wait to yep. do the next one. Yep. And and again, it is somewhat selfish. It's I'm getting so much out of it. Yeah. And then when I hear other people say, Oh, I got this from that just again fills my bucket so for much. sure. Well, and you're gonna get the same thing out of the podcast too. I know we were just talking, you're gonna be launching um, maybe two podcasts. Uh, you know, kind of going down a couple different roads, you're going to get the same thing out of that. You know, it's one of these things like we do this for ultimately to, to pour into the kids and kind of give them the information that they're looking for. Sponsorships go to scholarships, like all that's for the kids. But the reality is, dude, I love this. This is so much fun. And I get so much out of just these conversations too. You know, um, it's a big deal. So you'll, you'll find the same thing with that too. So can't wait. I and mean, you never get it unless you pull the trigger. That's it. And I'm learning, I, you know, how many questions I've asked you today, just yeah, like, Hey, so how cool. do you do this? How do you, it's great. And I, I love it. You yeah. know, it's, it, of course it's frustrating. Yeah. Of course it's scary yeah. that I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. that's fun because that's, that's right. the butterflies in your stomach that make you go, let's do this. Totally, man. So. I love that. So we'll be talking about the fact that, you know, books and you and me both, man, I'm a voracious, voracious reader, always have been so much education there. And, and now what people want to, you know, audio book, there's so many different options and guys will do their, you know, put their same content out on YouTube. I mean, there's no excuse at this point for not being educated in an area that you want to be educated in, right? So as you've been going through this journey, who were some of the people that kind of inspired you to kind of shift towards this, you know, understanding that mindset matters so 
much? Who are some of these inspirations to you or, or maybe even mentors to you kind of in this journey? And by mentors, you might not even know them, uh, right? I mean, really. Um, I don't so, know them personally, yeah, but I feel like when totally. you read their book, you get, you get to know that. them. Um, totally. Simon Sinek is huge for me. Yep. Adam Grant, I, I just, that guy's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Carol Dweck, I, I, I would, it, yeah. you have to say it. Growth mindset yeah. to me is just, that's what I live. And that, you know, yep. that is such an important idea. Uh, Brene Brown is another one with vulnerability. Yep. So those are, you know, four that I can think of top of my head. Yeah. I constantly go back go and back say, to. check these guys out. Yeah. Ma- Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell's everything he puts brilliant. out, I think is yep. awesome. So yep. I, it's always, it's authors, man. I just, like you said, For it sure. feeds my soul to read and share the knowledge and then back and forth. What did you get out of it? So yeah. those, those are probably the ones right off the top of my head. I can think I just of saw a group of individuals. I got to, I didn't know Carol. Well, I got to work with her a little bit when I was at Stanford. Oh, cool. Um, you know, mindset is, you know, her latest, but was, was a, it's one of them that's in our library over here. We have a bunch of stuff by Gladwell over here in the library too. I mean, the, the 10,000 hours concept has just been a mantra for me going forward you know it's something that i spoke to my kids about just this this just last week my daughter was getting frustrated about something and it's like what do you need to do she's like i need to take ten thousand hours i need to do it or i need to do it ten thousand times i didn't do it i was like cool man good as long as it's sinking in you can say it like that because you know it it's in your head so good i'm glad you know yeah. so yeah some good folks right there some brilliant people so you got the book out you're doing a, you're doing the podcast you're doing some coaching you're doing a little bit of speaking too, um, right? I mean, you're, you're kind of getting in that. So a lot of people look at that and go, okay, well, I'm not necessarily a self-confident individual, right? So I, I don't know if I can do all of that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things that that our youth is struggling with, I think now more than ever before. I've got my own personal bent on on the multitude of reasons why that is um, and why it, it may be tougher for them to, to develop self-confidence or at least seemingly to tougher for them to develop self-confidence than it was maybe then you know when you and I were growing up but what was that journey of self-confidence for you were you a self-confident youth um and if so what do you, you know why do you think that was and if not what does that journey look like to become somebody who's working on self-confidence as, a, as an individual yeah it's a million dollar question brother and I will say I I've been blessed that I I feel like I was always pretty confident yeah. and self-assured however we all have those moments and yeah. that that anxiety or that fear where it's like i don't know what i'm doing yeah and the first thing i always try and when i coach people yeah. and or i do a speaking i talk about fear to freedom and that fear holds so many people back from fulfilling so many amazing things that they could do so i i tell them i ask the question is that real yeah. is that fear that you're feeling is that real yep. And then you break it down to simplicity where it's like, if it's not real, what is it costing you? And you said opportunity costs mm-hmm. earlier. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. What is that taking away from you and what yep. you could accomplish? How fulfilled your life could be because of something that doesn't even exist. False totally. evidence appearing real. real. Totally. You That's know? it, man. So much stuff that we get afraid of is the what if, which 99% of the time, it's not going to happen anyways. And even if it did it wouldn't be that big a deal, right? But we build stuff up and you lose sleep at night and you have your stomach is in, you know, it's turning, you know, during the day because, oh, what if, what if, what if? And then you get done and you're like, okay, that wasn't that bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like you spend your life in that. You know, we talk about 
when I say we, I don't really talk about this too much with my kids. It's more my wife and I have to, but like the F words, man. And so, you know, you say the F word and everybody thinks of one particular four letter F word. I'm pretty neutral on that F word right there. Like that one, I'm like, whatever, don't care. doesn't mean anything to me. The four letter F word that I hate is fear because more people live in that than not. And people say they don't. And when I say people, I'm not just talking kids. I'm talking adults too. False. Most people do. They're living in fear. My favorite F word is the other one that you said, which is freedom. And you cannot be free. You cannot be free to really decide both who you are, what you're going to do. You're not free to decide that unless you've eliminated those fears. Otherwise, you're acting out of that fear. Yeah. No, I agree. And there's one thing I got to just say, brother, because I'll just kick myself if I don't. Yeah. Especially with youth. It's not just youth. It's everyone. Who you surround yourself with as well. Big deal. I see so many times where they're believing whatever label that's put on them that they right. can't. It's not even from themselves. Right. It's from whoever they've surrounded themselves right. with. And it's killing their confidence. Yep, and bet. so really making sure that these kids, because we're talking about yeah. youth right yeah. now, but really look at who you're surrounding right. yourself with. A hundred percent. And in this information age, those books, that content, those that's part of that. You're surrounding yourself with the ideas of those human beings too, right? So you have an op- again, opportunity cost keeps coming back to that. So if you've got an hour over here, you can surround yourself with the mindset of Robert Kiyosaki, of you know Patrick Bet David, whoever you want, right? You can get there. You can you can take in their thoughts for an hour, or you can sit and again, I'm not knocking video games. If you like them, great, play them. But uh, you can sit there and do that for an hour, and you. Do you necessarily get anything out of it or the same stuff out of it, right? Yeah. And again, in a long tail game of building a human being, you've spent 10,000 hours now with your video games or you've spent 10,000 hours looking at some of the most successful, most genuine, most you know needle-pushing individuals. You get to choose. Yep. That's your freedom. Success you leaves cr- clues. And I don't it know. Does, I'm not man. saying gaming's bad and we fight at home. For sure. It, but. For sure. Actually, one of our parents just did a, a phenomenal, she just did a TED TEDx in uh, in Idaho um, about a month ago, and it was parenting a gamer kid. And she talks about some of the benefits that are around there. She does a great job, and she lays out some things. So again, I, I'm with you. I'm not anti-gaming, and there's benefits to it, but don't use, like anything else, the perceived benefits of it as an excuse to not do something else that you know you should do. Yeah. You know, and that's where you're going to get caught. So is there anything that you still do kind of get anxious about personally that you've got to kind of pull yourself out of anything that kind of, you know, like, okay, I start to feel the anxiety. I know it's not real, so I've got to battle it. Are there any situations that start to bring that up where you've got to start to fight that off? Yeah, it's it's when it's something new and typically Mm -hmm. technology-based, right? Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I And I play that card way more, and I get checked on it now because they're like, you know how to do it. You're choosing not to. So, yeah, I I guess it's anytime it's something new and you don't know. And I have to remind myself, that's the good stuff right yeah. there. It's like when you have the butterflies going, yeah. that's you're alive. Yeah. So it is no question. And I feel like I'm drinking from a fire hose right now with the podcast yeah. and the Figuring online course yeah. and all of that. But you know what? It always works out. And I just Super cool. just go for it. So yeah. that anytime it's something new, I have yeah. to remind myself, yeah. is this real? It's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just an opportunity to grow. That's I it. And that's it. So super cool, man. So you mentioned swimming. Um, we were talking earlier, you said, man, I kind of twisted my ankle last night doing some pickleball, yep. which is awesome. So what does that physical side 
look like for you? Obviously, you've grown up as an athlete and you're continuing to, to stay active. So what does that look like for you in, in kind of the day-to-day, the physical aspect of your life? Well, I'm pretty much required to go exercise or do something. Okay, Otherwise, yeah. I'm not the happy guy that gotcha. I like to yeah, be. Yeah, totally, so, totally. Uh, I, it's required I medicine. Yo, yeah, oh, dude, she will tell you all day long, I go it. work yeah. out. You and you and my wife probably have some good conversations. There's no <laughs> doubt. Um, so, you know, for me, I, li- I like to be active, whatever that yeah. is. And it, I love, I'm obsessed with pickleball. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you haven't checked it yeah. out, I'll get, I like to swing the golf clubs, lift a nice. couple times a week. But it's just being active, being active and out there. You know, it doesn't look the same as it did when we were 20. That's cool, yeah. man. It's like, but embrace it and just go. And I don't believe my age to be a hindrance. So I yep. still think I can do what I did at 21 good regardless. Uh, but the ankle, yeah, I went down yeah. last night. But I'm <laughs> yeah. good. I'm it's okay. still, still going. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, pickleball, man. I haven't played in forever. But it was, I mean, I don't want to... <sighs> I don't want to brag, but I'm going to go ahead and brag just a little bit. I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out there. Big shout out to Greg Miller, um, who's a childhood friend of mine. And uh, junior high, man, seventh and eighth grade, both uh, Willis Jepson Middle School. I'm not going to lie. We were the pickleball champions two years in a row. So I'm just throwing that out there. So, I mean, again, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but it's a big deal. Hey, it is <laughs> a big deal. Let's hold on to that. Yeah, it's super fun. You're yeah. immediately invited to come yeah. play. We, we need awesome. to find your buddy, Greg. Let's yeah. get him and out there and we'll get yeah, some doubles totally, going. man. Well, he's an educator out here in the area too, man. So he's uh, he's not too far. Um, so, yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have, to, uh, have to see what we can do, see if we can rekindle all that. So that's awesome. Um, so next question hinders on financial advice. You know, one of the things we were talking about is the fact that Acton is all about, we're talking about Robert Kiyosaki. We talk about some just phenomenal solid advice and we use some of his stuff um with the kids here you know we had connor boyack on um not too long ago was the author of the tuttle twins which i think is a phenomenal book series if you've never heard it um, or never seen it it's required for our library i mean it's just good stuff talking about modern principles of liberty and freedom but then also um solid financial principles and um, so we're big on that here. The students have their own businesses. They learn what a PNL is. We're talking about my daughter talking about the difference between sunk and variable costs with her friends, you know, a bunch of nine-year-olds talking about that like normal, right? Um, so that's a big deal. There's so many ways you can go with this, but being in financial services, maybe you'll have one that kind of stands out for you. You know, youth coming out, man, they're 18 years old. They graduate high school. They're going out into the world and nobody's taught them about finances. What's something you should say, look, man, you're 18, you're starting things out. Keep this in mind. What's something that comes out for you? Super simple as everything I do is, and that is pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. It is quite literally, Mm -hmm. people do it so backwards. They pay their bills first, then they go have fun with their discretionary income. They never get around to paying themselves. Yeah. The first thing you do, and I, you know, whatever percentage that is, if it's 10, 15, 20, 25, whatever your percentage is, pay yourself, then your bills then you have your discretionary yeah. income. And I'm not kidding, it, financial professionals, you know, people that I know that are extremely well off, that one principle will set you so far apart. Please listen to this and pay yourself I first. That. I love that. I listened to an interview with Grant Cardone not too long ago, and he was talking about, he's like, look, he's like, if you really want to make, he's like, here's the discipline. He goes, you're going to get paid. He says, how much is the IRS taking? So the IRS is taking 40% of your money. He goes, cool, then you better pay yourself 40% too. Don't consider the IRS better than you. You're just pay yourself 40% too. And then somebody's like, but that leaves 20% left over. He's like, yep, and that's what you live on. He's like, I mean, if that's really how, if you really want to value yourself, he's like, do that. Be smart about that and then start to play with those numbers and raise those numbers so those percentages are, you know, he's like, I was like, man, that's a good, 
That's a good point. We don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about paying ourselves. First, I, it drives you know? me crazy. And, and thinking about that is a different way to think about it too than saying save your money. Right? It sounds better when you're saying, look, pay yourself first. That's it. It's such a simple principle. Yeah. And yep. again, you mentioned Cardone, you know, I think yeah. of Gary Vee, those guys yep. that really have exceeded, but they didn't start that way. You sure. guys, they people see them on their jets and their fancy cars, and that's great. Yeah. That's not how they got yeah. there. They, it's yeah. not like they drove up to their first interview in a Lamborghini. Right. No, that didn't exist. They they were in the studio apartment, saving For everything, sure. and, and they were reinvesting in themselves. So. Paying yourself first, it's the most simple principle, but man, I teach this so to, to so many people I coach. I'm like, look, the first thing we're going to do is pay yourself first. And I love the way you said, Grant said it, like, don't think the IRS is yeah, more They're more entitled you. to your money than right. you are, all right? You know, so yeah, I love that. Yeah, both of those guys you just mentioned, Gary V too, it's like, those guys are both 30-year overnight successes. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's it. People, it's, that's it. That's the long tail game. That's the reality of what that looks like, you know? So it's that it's that patience around that. Um, and both of those guys are extremely hardworking dudes. You yeah. know, I mean, they're going to put in a massive amount of hours, as I know you have, as I know I have. You know, I mean, that's just the way things work if you want to create an outcome. So if you're trying to discern hard work from somebody coming out, let's say somebody came to you um, after this and said, hey, man, heard you on the podcast. I want to come work for you. Um, I love what you're doing. I, hey, you're getting this podcast up and running. Um, I'm the young guy that's gonna that's gonna kind of help put all this stuff together, right? What are you looking for from that young person? Are you gonna be like, well, hold on a second. I heard what you said, but what college did you go to? Did you go to UC Davis like my wife, and you were obviously smart, or did you go to Chico State like Matt, and you're, you know, how did you even get out of there without going to jail, right? Like, what did you? <laughs> so, what are you looking for from them? Yeah, mine's simple, man. It's called a results-only work environment, Row, And Daniel Pink talks about it yep. in his book, Drive. Yep. I wish more people would take this on because I don't care how many hours you work. If yeah. it's 10 hours or it's 70 hours. I don't want you to work 70 hours. Yeah. I'd rather you work 10 yeah. efficiently. But I care about the results. And the, and the caveat, the second part of that would be do what you say you're going to do. It is the most simple principle. I can still hear my parents driving that into me. It's like, look, just simply do what you say you're going to do. And if you don't apologize and let them know it won't happen again. Yeah. And this is not a youth because this is That's a person this, thing. This is yep. everywhere. Yep. Yep. Right. And so that to me, it's a results only work environment. And I preach that a lot. So good, man. So good. So good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, like you said, it's efficiency. It's the results. It's the competency. You know, I mean, that's it. If you're getting the results that you're looking for, then the goal has been met. So it's what are the results that you're shooting for? You know, we talk about testing a lot in education, or I'm sorry, in schooling. Um, and it's like, well, how do you, you know, people are like, well, how do you measure things that the kids are doing at Acton? I'm like, cool. How do you measure how much you love your wife? You don't. The results are in the long-term relationship. Is it a good relationship? Is it not? Do you get along? Do you go like those are the results you're looking for in business? You're measuring by the results. Are you staying in business? Are you profitable? Are you like those are the results? Like that's what you're looking for is that competency. Um, you know, we got to get out of that that whole measurement mindset. But. Yeah, the nine to five. Unless you're in retail or something yeah. that requires those the specific, specific hours. hours. Yeah. I just, yep. it's crazy. Yeah. And, and I just, I know a lot of companies have started to adopt that. And well, certainly again, forced to now. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and that's, but that's a good thing. It right? is a good thing. Because why, it is if you thing. have that extra 10 hours, let's say yep. 
and this started in uh, to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, you had to write a thousand page or a thousand word essay. Uh-huh. Now let's say you did it really well, but in six hundred words, mm-hmm. you're getting a D, regardless if the work was incredible. Make, right, you made and, the point, you crushed it but you didn't have the extra 400. That's it. So instead you have to fluff it up and put a bunch of stuff in there that's not yep. bringing any Dude, value get, to totally. it. Totally. Gets and so, so good at the game. We get conditioned to do that and I think that has fallen into companies doing the same where it's totally. like, all right, we're going to check off these boxes. What? I don't care about the box. Yeah. I care about what the result is. Yep. So yep. anyway. You waste a whole lot of extra time doing that. Just like you fluff that paper, you end up fluffing a lot of the business because you're you're trying to meet these arbitrary things rather than getting down to the brass tacks of what needs to be done. So, yeah. So good, man. I love that. Um, so next question is around discipline. It's one of those words, you know, you mentioned uh, we were talking about words earlier and people have it. So we said habits, right? And people get into the the that's a bad, that's a bad word. You hear habits and you automatically think negative. You know, James Clear wrote Atomic Habits, which Mm -hmm. I think changes the game. Like you can shift your mindset around that word in general. One of the questions that I get a lot of times too, especially after people meet my kids, is like, oh my gosh, how do you discipline your kids? And I was like, well, I don't actually have to discipline my kids. I teach my kids to be disciplined human beings, right? There's a different definition of discipline in my house. Um, And that's what creates the the very competent humans that you have right here. And by the way, all kids are that competent. Like my kids aren't special in that regard. I think all kids are geniuses. And then parents in school messes them up, you know? <laughs> so so that's so discipline has the different connotation. So what is something that you are either disciplined around now or you had to develop discipline around that you didn't necessarily want to do? This might be a part that you're like, ah gosh, I don't really love this, but I know I need to because I want to get here. Man, that's a great question. Yep. I, I would say it. So two things that I didn't follow through with for like 20 years, mm. and that's meditation. I mm. mean, I was really yep. into it in college. It, it would come sparingly. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I would stop doing it. Yeah. And then I'd start it up and then I'd stop it. And for the last four, I guess it's working on five years now, I don't miss a day. And here's the, the what's interesting about what the way you said discipline. I was doing it all wrong. I was beating myself up with my own goals. So yeah. it was like, you need to meditate 20 minutes a day. Yeah. But if you can't hit that 20 minutes, yeah. let's just not do it. Don't at all. do it at all. And that's just insane. Yeah. But that's, that's what I was doing. And I sure. was just beating myself for up sure. about it, brother. And so I finally said, no, yep. I'm, I changed my goals to meditate daily. So that could mean 30 seconds one day. That could mean three hours. It right. doesn't matter. Right. It's, it's literally changing that goal because our internal dialogue, yep. we're not very friendly to ourselves yeah. when we miss yeah. a goal. Yeah. At least I'm certainly not. For sure. And so I just had to change. So that discipline like that. of just saying, look, I'm going to meditate daily. And yeah. it's been such a profound thing for me in terms of just slowing down and really, you know, appreciating what I have and being grateful for the amazing life that, that we have. So yeah. anyway, that would be That's awesome from a discipline and I don't think of it as a discipline now, right? but it took me, it took me some time to figure that one out. Yeah. And it was more around changing your mindset around that very thing. You know, it's like, you're right. Uh, working out and, you know, eating habits and pe- people beat themselves up. They go, Oh, I did not hit it there. Forget it. The whole thing's down the drain. Right. And then go, okay, cool. I can't, I can't do it. I can't get, it was like, cool. When's the last time you went a day without brushing your teeth? I always brush my teeth. Cool. It's just part of your daily discipline. It's part of your daily habit. It's just changing that. It's just changing the conversation around who I am. This is just something that I do. It's just part of who I am. Um, I love that, man. Yeah, meditation. We've had a couple people that have said that, you know, talked about how that's 
um, really shifted some things for them. So which is, which is cool. Yeah, and you talked about James Clear when you just said yeah. that your identity. You literally did that yeah. in that sentence. Yeah. I love that. It's just yep. meditation is a part of who yeah. I am. It's just Super what I cool. do. And w when you say that, yeah, it changes the game. A hundred percent. I love that, man. Um, this next question is my favorite of the entire thing. Okay. So this looks to be, you know, obviously we're we're very counterculture in the fact that we say we think the school system is busted and we do things in a completely different manner, right? We're very counterculture and it's a lot of people, it brings up that fear for them. Like, ah, oh, but, but don't you, doesn't my kid need to know algebra otherwise, or don't they need to go to Harvard otherwise, you know? And so we're very counterculture in that regard. So this is something like where we dive into who you are in terms of where you're counterculture. So what's something that is a piece of common knowledge? Everybody agrees that Life is like this. Culture says, look, this is the way things are. And you go, yeah, I don't think so. I don't agree. I'm counterculture in that regard. So the word neuroplasticity, and I know Ooh. that's like people are like, what is that? Yeah. I want people to learn this. And yeah. that is, look, you are never finished. Your, yep. your brain changes yep. and you can... There's no IQ amount that, that you're fixed at. Yep. And I see people all the time wear some label or in there i want them to know what the word neuroplasticity means yeah. because you are you can change and i don't care if you're 89 years old or you're eight years old it doesn't or anywhere yes. in between yeah this idea that you have a fixed amount and you're you only can't this teach smart. an old dog new tricks yeah this is just the way i am i've always been this way I, I geek out, and I know people, my wife especially, is like, seriously, are yeah. we talking about neuroplasticity? Yes, yeah. we are, yeah, because we, are. Yeah. We, we know so little about this brain. Yeah. But And you talked about that people don't like change. Yeah. And you're talking about this fearful idea of, mm -hmm. oh, we, it's always been this way. Yep. Guess what? They are showing that our brains grow and change and develop yeah. and well into it doesn't stop until the day yeah. you stop breathing so good so that brother to me is like i wish everybody knew what that idea is and they would continue to feed their their minds so good so i well like if something if i get wrapped up into something then i will go full geek mode and, and i just need to learn more about it and i need and then i also i'm one of these guys it's like that doesn't shut up about whatever it is that kind of changed my thought pattern around something right so it's like when people first hit crossfit or whatever and they're like oh my god and everybody needs to cross like they need to hear about it right and there's those jokes around the have you seen the movie split no okay so this is one that i go back to all the time dude <laughs> okay. all the time because it set me off on this journey around the capability of the human mind right so split is an m night Shyamalan movie um is part of this whole series of things he wrote but in the series of the three movies this is the only one that i really really geek out about and it's got this guy without giving anything away um it's a gentleman who has multiple personalities right and so the gist of it that you would know from a preview is he's got multiple personalities and he kidnaps some young girls okay there's so much more to the movie right it goes through all this thing but in the movie he's got all of these different personalities and what's interesting is the different personalities as they take over when he's a young kid. These girls are able to overpower him. Like they're stronger than him because in his mind, he's a nine-year-old boy. Then all of a sudden, he's this beast that can climb on walls. Then he's this diabetic that has to take insulin shots, but he doesn't have to if he's in another personality, right? So that brought me down this whole um, kind of rabbit hole around dissociative identity disorder and people that really do have this. And what we commonly say is they suffer from this. And the concept in that movie is, well, what if we're suffering because we don't have it? 
and they're actually like these superheroes because they have it. And so I started going into that and literally was finding records of people who had real, true physiological responses, allergies when they were in one personality, but if they'd switch out, it would be gone. Their entire body chemistry changed. Their entire physiology changed because their mind changed. If that doesn't talk about the untapped potential of our brain, nothing will. And that's what it's driven me so far down that that's why that movie has been so impactful for me, right? So now when you said it, and I can't think of the actor's name, I can visualize him. When he goes into Beast and he can climb yeah, the walls uh, and all that. James McAvoy. Yes. McAvoy, yeah. Yes. Brilliant. That I have seen it, and okay. that that is Dude, it's in, you're right, incredible, yeah, incredible, crazy. Look up some of the real cases around dissociative identity disorder, and it will do wonders for you to understand how powerful the human brain actually is. You it's, know, it's amazing, it's nuts, yeah, it is so good, man. Um, so what's something you suck at? And the reason we ask this, and it can be literally anything, including pickleball, if you want, it doesn't like. And the reason we ask this is because our youth, um, and I think where this came from is they are always like, oh my gosh, if somebody gets a certain level, they, they're speaking, they're coaching people, they're writing books, dude, they've got life figured out, I hope I get there someday. And we're always like, look, dude, I don't care who it is, I don't care who you're talking about, who you look up to, they suck at something. Michael Jordan maybe won't let himself suck at something, but he probably does suck. Maybe sucks at marriage, or I don't know what it is, but everybody sucks at something. So what's something you're just like, man, I suck at this? So I'm trying not to say that I suck at it because I'm trying to have a growth <laughs> trying mindset. Trying to have a growth mindset, yeah, totally. However, yeah. technology Currently, and social media and tech I, is a challenge. Oh, yeah. Things that are, a five-year-old can yeah, pick it yeah, up, yeah, a phone, yeah. and just, they just know. And it's I just intuitive. struggle yeah, with it. Yeah. And so it's funny. So to those kids that are like, yeah. yes, everybody does suck at something. And yeah. by the way, you're amazing at something that, that they suck at. And yeah. that's the whole point. Like yeah. my kids run circles around me when it comes to technology. Yeah. They could be doing so many of these things. And so I'm literally taking classes yeah. to learn and yep. constantly Googling things that seem to be very intuitive to others. Yeah, so, for sure. yes, I suck at technology. That's However, I am a work you in progress. Learn. That's it. Everybody's a genius, and I fully, fully believe that. Everybody that runs and acts an academy believes that. You're not part of this network if you do not believe that. Um, and John Taylor Gatto said genius is as common as dirt, and I fully believe that. It's just figuring out what your genius is and then realizing that that means you will suck at other things, but if you want to get better at them, you see a reason to get better at them, you can absolutely do it. You know, and it's, it's that, that's the growth mindset right there, you know? So yeah, super cool. Yeah. You and me both. I think we're very similar in that regard. <laughs> um, so question number 10 is around, um, just kind of your, you know, if you have like a go-to quote, if it is a, you know, we just listened to this podcast with JM on it and there was one sentence that really stuck out to me that I'm going to write down and put on my mirror, you know, kind of deal. Do you have a go-to quote? Do you have a go-to saying? Do you have something that you say to yourself? Like, what is that one sentence that's going to be on your headstone? It's amazing what can be accomplished if no one cares who gets the credit. Oh, that, I like that one. That quote is just, yep. that's how I operate in yep. life. That's why I think collaboration. I don't care who gets the credit. I, yep. I'm gladly freely give it to anyone yeah. else because I, it doesn't matter to yep. me. And I just wish more companies, more people would operate that way. And I, I pains me to see people have that ego need to be fed so much that they're like, let me show you what I did. It's right. like, I get it. But that is the number one. I just, yeah. it hits me so hard. We it's can like, all win, man. Yeah. There's we a can lot. all win. 
It's the know? it's the it's a birthday party. Yeah. My analogy is: yeah. look, how much fun is it to be alone at a birthday party? Right. That sucks. Right. But if there's like 20 kids at a birthday party yeah. having fun, sharing in the spotlight, totally, it's amazing. It's a great analogy. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the way it is. Um, we've got, you know, I, we've been talking about how we just got our second campus for uh, for Acton Placer, and we're going to be putting multiple campuses around. There's a gentleman that's putting a campus over on the 50 side, out like Eldorado Hills, Cameron Park area. Awesome. Yeah. Were we going to go out there at some point? You bet. Is he pushing on it right now? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Go. I hope he crushes it. It's good for everybody. Good for all of us. It's changing the community. That's our goal. Who cares if it's us or if it's him? We're doing things to make the changes that we want to make. So I, you know, I'm anything in my power to help him just crush what he's doing. Like that's the way it's supposed to be. It is, yeah. brother. And I mean, there's so much to be shared. That, I mean, yeah. you are one human being that is changing and impacting so many lives. But there's so many more out there. And totally. this gentleman, whoever that is, yeah. James Gardner, man, big shout out. Yeah, he's, bro, and he's yep. supporting what that philosophy, that idea, and that's awesome. Yep. I love the abundance mindset that yeah. you're like, there's plenty to go Everybody around. We want win. this to yeah. be out there. Yep. Yeah, so cool, man, so cool. So who's the last one is just who's somebody that you think people should follow? Young young people, if you're taking a look, say, man, I like this guy, I like this guy, you should follow. And part of the way that I ask, too, is like, if I could grab somebody else to, to sit in this chair and answer these 11 questions, who would you like to see sitting in the chair answering these 11 questions? can be somebody local, can be somebody big, can be some whatever. Man, I'm just, I'm such a big fan of Sinek. I really just think Simon Sinek is just, yeah. he's one, and again, I don't follow on social media, but yeah. if his books come out, I, I'm reading them. On it, yeah. And, and it's like, it's immediate. So yeah. he's definitely one. And then again, Gladwell, if the yeah. moment a book yeah. is out, I just, yeah. I have Go to read it. it. And so... I, you know, I just hope, if nothing else, if nothing else comes out of this podcast, guys, the only thing I've seen in successful people, it's not that they're all tall or short or fat or skinny or a man or a woman, they all read. And I just hope mm. people can embrace that and mm -hmm. do that. So those are a couple of the authors I would tell you to follow. Their ideas are just, they are truly impacting the world and, and making it a better place. So totally. I hope people continue to check them out and support what they do. Yeah, man. Me too. Um, speaking of reading, tell us a book. Where do we get it? Oh, yeah. The title, <laughs> the title again, where do we get it? Where do we follow you? Where do we like? Where do you want people to go to hear some more from you? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, so Let's Go Win, Keys to Living Your Best Life. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Check out letsgowin.com. Uh, there's, you know, I, I try and put out a blog at least once a week so there's yep. some shorter stuff if you're not into reading the whole book just finish the audio book and then i know i'm terrible at it but we are on instagram facebook awesome. and uh, linkedin so yeah that's where they can check it out super cool man thank you for taking the time brother it's thank been, you for it's having been a lot me. of fun it's always good to connect with like-minded individuals and in it's good to connect with anybody but it's good to connect with like-minded individuals too there's a lot of good uh good energy that comes from that and i love what you're doing man and, and um that mindset is that's what everybody needs so you know always appreciate people like you putting this out in the world so it's a big deal there you go man head over to let's go win check it out grab the book uh, i just started reading it today and um, i'm already loving it man so go out there and grab that uh, and give jm a follow and so until then man please feel free comment share let us know how you like it and uh, appreciate you joining us on another episode.